Welcome to the Veterinary Today podcast created for anyone interested in veterinary medicine and practice. Veterinary Today is produced by the Illinois State Veterinary Medical Association, or the ISVMA. Its goal is to share the latest trends and developments from individuals making news and in the profession, and shares information in hopes that veterinary professionals can better serve clients and their pets and livestock and manage their practices, and to establish a more informed, knowledgeable, and engaged clinic staff. I'm Joey McLaughlin, your podcast moderator, and I'm joined by Dr. Joanne Carlson, your Veterinary Today podcast host. Hi, Dr. Carlson. Hi, Joey. Thrilled to be back. As always, we have a variety of topics that help inform and assist not only veterinarians, CVTs, and those hardworking team members that really help keep our operations running smoothly with our clients and the public. Absolutely. And uh, we're shifting our focus from medicine today to talk about something equally important these days, the success of any animal hospital. Uh, Right, Dr. Carlson? Indeed, Joey. We're talking today about online marketing, specifically how to use social media to your advantage when reaching out to clients, potential clients in the community. Uh, I find that uh, it is something that is imperative on a daily basis to really uh, keep in touch with our community and to let them know what we're doing and to engage them. Yeah, it's a vitally important aspect of, of marketing strategy, right? Absolutely. Yes, every veterinarian's hospital, clinic, mobile practice needs to use social media to their advantage. It's an incredible outreach tool for advertising and promotion. But, you know, like any public medium, there can be challenges to marketing, ones that you need to be aware of and to stay ahead of. That's why I'm so glad to have on this Veterinary Today podcast interview, Dr. Caitlin DeWild, who is also an alum of University of Illinois. She is not only a practicing veterinarian, but also runs the Social DVM, a company that assists veterinarians and their staff with navigating the online world and the various social media platforms that can really best serve our advertising and outreach needs. Welcome, Dr. DeWild. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. As Joey said earlier, This is a subject that, you know, a change of pace for us on our podcast series, but it's one that's so essential for any practice in any market. Please tell us, you know, as a veterinary practitioner, how you determined that there was a need for this kind of service and, you know, how you could help other veterinary colleagues with the social media promotion. And uh, I'm just curious, what uh, sort of qualifications regarding social media marketing do you have, Dr. DeWald? Sure. So this happened for me about 10 years ago. I've been kind of focused on this in in part or in the totality, I guess, of my daily life of, of marketing in our industry for about 10 years. And it started when I was working as a normal, you know, full-time associate veterinarian, and I was just getting increasingly frustrated by clients looking things up on their phone or while I was like explaining a a condition to them, I can vividly remember uh, a client who I was trying to tell him about his cat's bladder stones. And I could tell he was on Facebook and I'm like, (laughs) come on, like you're, you're killing me here, dude. I'm trying to explain this to you. And I'm like, is it me? You know, what's going on here? And finally I stopped him and I said, if there's something that you need to take care of on your phone, I can, I can, you know, go see another patient and come back. And he said, no, I'm looking up what you're telling me because I need to be able to tell my wife this when I get home. Mm. And I was like, okay. And it, it was the first time that it occurred to me that he was using Facebook instead of just a Google search to do that. And he said, no, there's this cat page I follow. And I was looking for something about it on there so I could just share it with her. And my initial reaction was, to be a little bit annoyed. Uh, But then I realized he was trying to do the best thing and make sure everybody in his family knew what was going on. 
and we had nothing better, right? And we, as an industry, are always complaining about people who Google things or see things on Facebook and trust them implicitly, and then we don't have anything to compete with that. So that's how it got started for me, what piqued my interest, and I started creating content. And pretty soon, you know, a fellow colleagues or a couple industry reps were like, hey, can you can you do a lecture about this? And I was like, I don't know. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, this was kind of a career path. So I have taken all kinds of classes about marketing. Um, I've done tons of research. I've written a textbook about veterinary marketing and social media. Um, there's a few certifications that I hold from Facebook, but they're nothing compared to, of course, having mm-hmm. to take that Navly. So <laughs> Right, exactly. Very interesting. Well, ironically, today I pulled a cup out of our cabinet and it says, I just realized as I picked it up, please do not confuse your Google search with my veterinary degree. I think this is just so appropriate. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, I was just curious, you know, can you share some of the ABCs about why social media marketing is so crucial to a veterinary hospital? Sure. I think there's a few reasons. And honestly, the reasons have changed for many practices, especially over the last three to five years. And I suspect that they'll change again. But in general, it's the new word of mouth, right? We know that when I started in this industry as a as a kid and, you know, people who've been doing this for 20, 30 years, they know that most of their relationship building and finding new clients comes from word of mouth. But those relationships are not quite as strong as they used to be. And so today's word of mouth is more an online community, especially in um, bigger, or more urban areas, for sure. And so I think it's essential for practices to be able to be found and for people to get to know them. Because a lot of these pets, if they're a young, healthy animal or, say, under the age of seven or eight, they're coming in once a year. It's hard to have a relationship with somebody you see once a year when you've also got like a dog or a cat with you. So it allows us to develop more, I think, loyal uh, relationships that will extend throughout that pet's lifetime. And hopefully when it becomes important to that pet's health care, they're going to have more of a trust and a loyalty relationship built up. But beyond that, to me, that's the most important reason. Um, of course, I think it's needed for us to try to combat Dr. Google. I think we have to use it <laughs> for that reason. I think we have to use it um, from the perspective of many people use social media as a search engine. And many of the links in our social media are actually tied to our online reputation. So if you're looking up a clinic, it's going to pull information from your your social media sites, from your Google site, from your Yelp, all of those things are going to go in to create this kind of online presence. But to be truthful, one of the biggest reasons I'm using it now is to staff our hospital so that we can, you know, from just a hiring standpoint, so that we can continue to provide the level of care that we want. So there's, I could go on and on about it, but those are kind of my top reasons for using marketing. Interesting. So tell me, how do you um, use it for staffing your hospital? I'm curious about that. Of course, you can list the job listings that are out there. Um, You can use paid targeting. And I'm running an ad right now trying to find a veterinary technician in our area. And I'm targeting that ad so it will only be seen by people who meet the qualifications that I'm looking for in a particular radius, that kind of thing. But sometimes just showing off the culture and, and the benefits, especially when smaller independent practices may have a harder time competing against some of the very flashy signing bonuses and things for new employees from some of the larger or more corporate hospitals. I think 
when we show off our team members and we show off the kind of job that they could have and the kind of culture that our practices have, I think those are ways to entice people to at least consider maybe not not all about the, the dollar signs and maybe consider opportunities they wouldn't have otherwise. Fascinating. I really appreciate that tip. So, you know, beyond the basics regarding our hospital hours, when your hospital is open and closed, social media marketing can be virtually unlimited in scope. What do you recommend hospitals share with their clients, with the public? It's always good to have a marketing strategy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, this is one of the things that will change. What I think is the marketing strategy for my hospital may be completely different from yours, and that's totally okay. I think the biggest things that practice needs needs to look at are what is your primary goal? Is your goal to get new clients is and for many hospitals right now it's not right they're fully <laughs> they've got a full account uh, appointment schedule anyway um, maybe your goal is to hire maybe your goal is to just keep the people you have loyal whatever your why is that should be the primary focus and I think that's where a lot of practices miss the boat they focus just on posting you know the cute puppy pictures mm-hmm. and that's fine and certainly everyone loves those so <laughs> I don't want to decrease the amount that are going out but I do think we're missing an opportunity to help us achieve our goals. So um, for a practice that's goal is loyalty and and pet health education, then there needs to be content about those topics, right? So things about their team, their people, what services they offer, um, but more explanatory content from those people will help. So Pet owners don't necessarily always want to read a just a general article, but they will listen to it if Dr. Carlson is explaining it because they know you and they have that relationship. So I think that's really um, that's really important. But you really have to go back and think about about your why first. And we'll be back uh, with more from Dr. Wild and Dr. Carlson right after this. We need your support by year's end, or really, you can donate any time during the year. Consider supporting the IVMF, the Illinois Veterinary Medical Foundation. A tax-deductible donation to the IVMF of 501c3 will help supply tuition support through financial scholarships for ISVMA member University of Illinois CVM students or tuition assistance through financial scholarships for ISVMA member certified veterinary technician students attending accredited colleges in Illinois. Your donation could also support IVMF special projects and programs that help with the promotion of veterinary medicine across the state. You could also support the VMPAC, the Veterinary Medical Political Action Committee. That's an important advocacy tool that can provide financial support to elect political candidates who are veterinary friendly and who can positively impact the veterinary profession in Illinois. Like most PACs, the VMPAC is subject to state and federal contribution limits and contributions are not tax deductible. If you want to learn more about supporting IVMF or VMPAC or have questions, contact your ISVMA by email at info at isvma.org or call 217-546-8381. You know, what are the best positive type of stories that we should be sharing on social media? 
Well, there's so much good stuff to share and it's, it's hard to narrow that down. I think any of the success stories are things that are harder to put together from our perspective of like, okay, we have to remember to have a photo or video at the beginning and also the end. Mm -hmm. But I think those are amazing because they show something awesome, like either a pet getting better or a pet losing weight or, you know, overcoming some obstacle, whatever those kind of success stories are, but they also show what we can do do and what we as an industry are capable of. I think there's people that frequently you know, don't give us enough credit for all the cool things that we can do in our hospitals and all the <laughs> treatments and you know services that we have. So I think those are uh, those always do very well. I also love, of course, seeing the pictures, but not just the pets. So I think it's really important for practices to share not only pictures of the pets, but get the team members in there and not just the doctors, because it's not just the doctors that these clients have relationships with. The first person they see is the receptionist, and then they see the technician. They probably spend more time with that person. And then the doctor, it's not saying one is more valuable than the other, but making sure the whole team is represented on social is really, really helpful. I'm working on a a study right now. We've looked at a thousand practices over the last three months and looking at the number of photos that they have of their team members, which is shockingly low for most hospitals. Um, it's lower for doctors, but the also looking at the engagement rates of what those posts are doing in terms of getting likes, comments, and shares. And what we're seeing is that the pictures that have an animal and a person are the most positively um, engaged with. So um, just a little kind of a pointer to get your people in there. I know some people don't want to have their pictures taken, but I do think it helps. And it's um, a great way to, for your team to be recognized for the work that they're doing and also for your clients to get to know everybody. Wonderful. You know, my clinic, Loving Care Animal Hospital, has been uh, really uh, very engaged with social media. And, you know, I have to say we have about um, 2,000 followers on Facebook. And what I typically have been doing is we have a pet of the day and I will say it's a coveted position. Uh, we have, you know, people coming in and they're like, can we be pet of the day, Dr. Carlson? I said, well, you know what? Unfortunately, I already picked one today, but I'm going to put you in the, in the mix. But the other thing that I started to do uh, during the pandemic when we were curbside is I started to do videos and I feel very strongly, just like you said, it's not just about the pets. It's about our team member because that's our team really allows us to, to do what we need to do. Uh, without our team, we, we really just couldn't do it. So I will pull somebody in and I basically will have them say, you know, what their function is, what they do at the animal hospital, et cetera. And we've had just wonderful results with that. And uh, we also have uh, done some fun things. We do like the pictures, but one of our most successful posts was a little uh, eight-week-old doxy named Wally. And so what we've also done is document each time Wally comes in at 8, 12, 16 weeks, Wally's little journey. And people have just gone crazy over Wally. And then <laughs> I've also uh, started to make my little French bulldog, Eloise, our mascot. So uh, the first year, she's two now, but the first year of her life, I would uh, pull her in, have her in some sort of outfit, costume, whatnot. And uh, we would you know, focus on that. And people really enjoy seeing my little Eloise and they'll come in and they'll say, oh my gosh, are you going to do another Eloise video? So I think that that's a really important thing. Um, you know, those are the positive things. I, I must say, you know, we've also had some detractors, you know, individuals who wish to publish negative comments, uh, you know, cyber bullies, whatnot. Uh, so, you know, 
it's one of those things that, you know, they, they want to post something about the care of their pet uh, or, you know, something like that. And as president of the ISVMA, you know, I've had to do some public speaking about various things. And I've had, um, unfortunately, some individuals come onto, you know, our platform. So when this happens, what do you think is the best course of action against these deleterious or negative posts? Yeah, I, I'm sorry that they've happened to you. And I, I, you know, can't deny that they happen. And there's truthfully not a lot we can do to stop them. But there are things that we can do to kind of mitigate their effects. So if we're talking about purely their comments on a post, some of those can be hidden. Some of those can be deleted. So that's nice. If it's a client that is truly unhappy and you're surprised about it, you know, if it's somebody that you know is actually a client and not just a crazy online person, um, to be truthful, the best action is to call that person. I've never had anyone take down an online review, take down an online comment or change it unless they were called. Because sometimes those people just need to be heard and they need to talk it out. Now, sometimes they're crazy people. We don't want to do that. <laughs> and that's okay. So that's where I start looking at, okay, how do I hide this comment, delete this comment, ban this person from the page? There are also tools within Facebook and Instagram alike. Uh, in Facebook, it's called moderation words and Instagram is called comment controls. But you can block certain words from appearing on your page. And what's really nice is if that person leaves a comment and it uses one of those keywords, then it will show up to them that they left it, but no one else can see it. So mm. it's kind of a, a nice Fascinating. feature. So there is an entire list um, and I'm happy to share it with you. If you Google it, it will make you blush. Um, but there's mm -hmm. any of the words that you just would never want associated with your practice or any of the key controversial topics in veterinary medicine. And I think everybody's listening that can come up with several on off the top of their head, but those are words that we would want to block. Now they don't get blocked from reviews because then of course no one would ever leave a bad review for anyone. So, uh, but for comments, that's the best, best way to do it. And of course, if you have to, you know, again, if it's a post, you can, you can turn them you can completely delete the post, but I hate to do that. I don't want to let the bullies win, right? So trying to just manage the comments below is usually a better strategy. And I'll make one last comment about um, negative reviews because of course there's a couple different ways to be negative on social, but if we're talking about negative reviews, Facebook is the only platform that will let you turn them off. So if you are truly being cyber bullied, which in my mind is, more than five negative posts in a day or so, then you can actually disable that feature. So you're not just collecting more and more over time. So um, hopefully that's a helpful tip, but I, I could talk about that for a solid Excellent. Hour, so. <laughs> no, I think that's very helpful. You know, and it's, it's obvious that social media should be a vital part of a veterinary hospital's overall marketing and public relations efforts. Do you prefer Facebook or Instagram more? I think it depends on the practice and its demographics. I am a big believer in serving your clinic and both your team and your clients to find out what platforms they are using and what kind of content that they want to see. I've done that at probably 70 hospitals all over the country, and it's different at every practice. So I think it's important to know your people and to deliver what they are looking for. So I would encourage you to survey your clients and your team first. Hey, thank you so much. That is really helpful. Dr. Dewell, thank you so much for joining us on the Veterinary Today podcast. One thing is certain, there are many more positives than negatives when it comes to social media and promoting our business. 
If you're on social media, you know the power it holds for your hospital. If you're not, you're missing out on a lot of potential promotion for your clients and your community. If our listeners want to learn more about anything you discussed or uh, find your book, where can they go to learn more and um, can they reach out to you? Absolutely. Uh, I love working with with clinics, especially. So uh, they can find my all of my information on my website, thesocialdvm.com or at thesocialdvm on all of the social platforms. Wonderful. I really appreciate it, Dr. Duwal. Thanks for taking some time with us. And I'm going to look that book of yours up. Is it on Amazon? It is. It is. Wonderful. <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode on social media marketing on the Veterinary Today podcast. I'm Joey McLaughlin. Thanks for listening.